the reason why this week's guest is none other than Daryl Fields, and my man's not on Instagram, you know, so we're, we're doing, it's cool, like I said, he gave me an opportunity to try something new, and, and, and you know, experience a new platform, and I'm going to get him on here to join us, so let's get this party started. What up? And yeah, thanks for everybody for watching live and, you know, being a part of the show. Like I said, it's my first time coming to you on this platform, so it's cool. I'm sure I'll be in front of a few different eyes. Um, this is Dreadful Talk Podcast, episode 34. Um, I do like to do them live, broadcast them live, and then, um, you know, I rip the video and take them. I put the video on YouTube and I put the audio on all your favorite audio podcast platforms, so. Yeah, this is, you know, step one. And that's what, you know, is something kind of a little bit different that I like to bring to the table as far as, you know, separates me from other podcasters is I do do my shows live. You know, at least, you know, I try to do as many of them live as possible. Originally, I thought I was going to be doing this one over Zoom, but it looks like we're, we're going to give this a shot. Um, and he should be coming on soon. Let me, let's see what's going on here. There's already a guest in this broadcast. What the fuck? Daryl, why are you declining the invite, bro? Don't decline that shit. Hey, there my we go. God, man, this is what happens when you get a couple of guys that like to get hit in the head for a couple of years of their life trying to set up this live stream, man. But uh, hey, brother, you might just turn your phone sideways real quick. I think Facebook might give you some kind of weak ass notification, but they can kiss our ass. Hey, is that better? This is perfect, my guy. We are live. We are rolling. I'm super excited about this one. Uh, so this is episode 34 of Dreadful Talk Podcast. And uh, get, this week's guest is none other than Daryl Fields. Um, some of, you know, some of my viewers and friends that go way back with me remember, you know, when me and this guy were playing football over at uh, OBU in Shawnee, Oklahoma. And, and that's where I originally know um, this guy from, but our friendship extends well past the field. And this is one of my favorite guys on earth right here. But yeah, this is Daryl Fields, everybody. Introduce yourself, Daryl. Hey, I appreciate that. You know, we do go way back. You know, that's uh, that's one of my best friends right there. You know, I'm 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 real proud of what you're doing, man. Oh and man, I, I appreciate that, my guy. Yeah, shoot, I'm always gonna be here to support. You know what I mean? But like you said, you know, I'm Daryl Fields. Uh, I don't really. Uh, a lot of people probably don't know me, but but no, no, um, I, I guess that's I'm here to tell y'all a little bit about myself. For sure, man. That's definitely part of what we're doing here, and um, and I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll toot your horn, your horn for you because I know you're a humble guy. But man, the guy, the man pictured on the other half of my screen right here, is hands down the single best athlete that I ever played sports with, and that's coming from a guy that played football on the same team as George Kittle. I'm sorry, George. I love you. You're obviously a beast, but man, I'm telling you, wasn't nobody touching this man right here. 
Uh, man, I appreciate that. That's big, man. <laughs> That's big. You don't even know. Hey, one second. I need a lighter, man. I'm fucking. Hey, baby, can you toss me a lighter? You know what a lighter is? <laughs> Man, you know, yeah, you know, we got to start the party off, right? And uh, man, one of the other, you know, things we had in common besides football it was definitely a little old cannabis. So you know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's we. Only uh, right. It's only. Yeah, right. that was uh, a. That, that was a. That was a fun time, man. That was a real fun time. <laughs> a little cloudy. A little cloudy. <laughs> a little cloudy. Yeah, a lot of forties, a lot of bloods, man. But hey, what what are college kids supposed to be doing, man? But uh. Hey, man. You remember them side pockets? <laughs> my guy, the one and only time, my guy, the, the one and only time. For those that don't know, for, for your extraordinary scumbag who a normal 40 isn't quite scumbaggy enough, they make like 40s on steroids that are like double strength. And we used to, you know, scumbag around and have a couple, throw a couple of those back in. You know that when you when you got five bucks and you need to turn up, man, it's a good route to go, man. It was there was some fun times, but um, so some of the viewers may be asking like, oh, you know, you maybe you're exaggerating a little bit. This guy, you know, saying he's a better athlete than George Kittle, but what? And, and part of what we're talking about today, part of like the theme of today's episode, are the athletes that kind of slip through the cracks, and kind of you know the athletes that have to take unconventional routes. And the athletes that kind of hit obstacles along the way, and and just a lot of a lot of those like kind of obstacles and stories that a lot of people just don't even factor in or think about, or or you know, we're just kind of here to tell that story of the athlete, you know, that 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 kind of said kind of slipped through the cracks and just maybe didn't make it to the stage, you know, that um, essentially they deserve to make it to based on, you know, pure athletic talent. And, um, and, and, and you're one guy like that. And, and there's a million of them, you know what I mean? There's so many, like, like, bro, like when I'm watching, a, I know so many athletic guys that never made it to the league that like, whenever I'm watching an NFL game, I'm just like, man, think about how many Tyreek Hills are sitting at home on the couch or think about <laughs> how many, like, you know what I'm saying? Are we even seeing the best of the best? We always say in the NFL, you know, we're watching the best of the best. And I'm like, man, yeah. are we though? Because a lot of guys slip through the cracks, you know? Yeah, man. And that's, uh, I know a lot of guys like that too, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, like you said, there's a lot that kind of goes into it, you know, that a lot of people don't think about, you know, uh, a lot of us are, a little bit too proud to admit that, you know, we was wrong and, you know, back then or whatever, you know, but uh, I'm, I'm really not, I ain't one of them guys, you know what I mean? I'll tell you straight up, I was wrong, man. I, I messed up a, a, a big chance that I had, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, around, around that time, I had a lot of things going on, you know, especially for an 18-year-old kid that's about to leave. Yeah, you know, man, little Medill, Oklahoma, and go up to you know, or down to Dallas. You know what I mean? That's uh, that's big. You know, <laughs> huge, huge adjustment, huge change. And I swear, man. I mean, and as somebody who's been there, done that, and I mean, obviously, I experienced it at a smaller level. You know, going to OBU, but like, um, just that culture shock and that change of environment. I feel like that's damn near half the battle right there. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The guys that can adjust and kind of you know, adapt to that new environment. I mean, I know that can be a big obstacle for a lot of guys, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, you know, coming from, coming from a deal, you know, we have, uh, 
what like a, a bonfire, you know what I mean? Like a, a little, little bonfire in somebody's backyard on somebody's land or something, you know, and that's about, you know, that's about as good as it gets, you know, and then you get, you get down to Dallas and, you know, it's, you know, it's clubs all over the place, you know, with different women, you know what I mean? It's, it's a, it's a huge, huge change, man. And, and you yeah. can get, you can get distracted real easy. You know what I mean? And, uh, one thing that I always felt like I was struggling with when I played ball, and I don't know if we ever really talked about it much back then, but I always felt like there was like three parts of my life that could never be in balance. There's like my football on-field success, there's like my academics, and then there's like just essentially everything else, whether you want to lump socializing or getting money or, you know, he said the girls are, are just whatever, just life. You know what I'm saying? The the, yeah. the paying rent and, mm -hmm. and just all the other stuff. Like life don't go on pause just because you play football, you know. Um, and I always felt like all three aspects of my life needed 100%. But by definition, I couldn't like give 100% to all three because I'm only one guy. You, did, did, you, did you feel that? Did you remember feeling the kind of that struggle? And it just felt like you couldn't win there. At least I remember feeling like that. Yeah, yeah, man. It was – I I do remember that, man. Sometimes I still feel that way. You know what I mean? I ain't even playing no more. But Yeah. It's, uh, man, like, I feel like probably the, the time that I probably had that balance going the best, man, is, uh, you know, probably after my senior year of high school. You know what I mean? Like, I set goals for my – for, you know, the for myself, you know, individually that I met. You know, but, you know, we set goals as a team that, you know, we obviously fell short of, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I, I had my season, you know, I had, a, you know, a real good season, you know, it was, it was my second season at running back and I wanted to, 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 you know, get some more eyes on me, you know, and that's, you know, that's exactly what I did, you know what I mean? I had a real good season and then, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to college, you know, I'm looking forward to everything and, uh. As soon as I'm, you know, I'm on cloud nine, man, my mom dies, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, that's uh, the perfect definition of life not stopping just because you're playing football, you know? I, I just think a lot, of, a lot of these athletes, you know, they that I just feel like they don't – people don't realize that you're dealing with shit like that. Like, you know, a freshman comes in, maybe doesn't perform or doesn't get a grade, and you never know. You know, you're some assholes writing on a blog like, oh, this guy's a bust. And meanwhile, the guy's dealing with the loss in the family or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it's, and you know, people that ain't lost their mom, you know, they really, you know, they can't relate. You know, it's, 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 it's I mean, you know, you lose people and, and it affects you in different ways. You know what I mean? Like, I know you and your mom's relationship. I don't even want to speak about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of the things, you know, and, uh, you know, losing her, you know, it affected me in a way that I didn't know back then. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I was just kind of like you, you know, life goes on. <laughs> you know, like, I got to keep on moving. She wanted me to keep going. Yeah. Uh, but, but there's some things that I probably, I probably should have looked into at that time, you know, and I feel like, you know, that could have helped me a lot, you know, even with how I am today. You yeah, know? man. And, and that is something that's cool to see. And I know we, we ain't that old. But, uh, we right at that age. We at that J. Cole age where, you know, we, we big homies for some and little homies to others. But uh, <laughs> but uh, 
yeah. what I'm getting at is times have changed since we was coming up, man. I mean, I know it hasn't been that long, but a lot more, you know, like mental health and, and shit like that is, is a lot more spoken about nowadays than, than, than you know, even just them couple of years back, man, which is cool. You know, maybe maybe some kid, you know, maybe there's some freshman out there now dealing with something similar. And, you know, now they have more resources and, and people, you know, to help with stuff like that. You know, at least I like to hope. Yeah, and and you know that's that's a that's a big deal. You know what I mean? Like that can you know just the mental side of things can break somebody down physically. You know what I mean? So oh, 100%. it's 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 one of them it's one of them it's one of them things that you got to really look into. You know, you got to really keep that in check, man. Especially when you when life's coming at you like that. You know, you graduate high school, you know, you leave your parents, you know, you you go and start living on your own, and you know different things start happening, you know, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you didn't get no play in high school, you know what I mean? Now you're starting to get a little bit of play, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta still have that, that, that ability to keep the mental stuff good, you know what I mean? Because if you don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man, and, and when you're that young, everything you're doing seems like the most important thing that you could be doing, like, no matter what you're doing, like, if you're, if you're like when you're playing football, like that's all that matters in the world. When you at that party, that's all that's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no context. <laughs> it's just like I'm here right now and this is what's happening around me. I I feel you, man. You're just kind of somewhat not equipped for some of that yet. Um man, something I wanted to talk about with you that I think we could have a interesting conversation on, especially considering the fact that that your wife's from Europe and you spent time in Europe as well is I think a lot of like almost half the shit, if not more that we're talking about as far as obstacles that athletes and, and young people, you know, in this American system get caught up in. I feel like a ton of that could be avoided. Um, like almost like the European model, like when a European kid is really good at soccer, at like age, you know, 12, 11, 13, whatever the fuck it is. Like, I'm sure whenever you were 12, you were a lot bigger and faster than other 12-year-olds. Like, you can spot that shit really young. And some athletes, some kids are late bloomers. But, but you know, we, we all know those, those kids. Like, we all know this guy's different than the rest of these kids. And, and in Europe or in other parts of the world, they take that kid, and then you go off to a soccer academy or a basketball academy. And, like, that's literally, you start training to become a professional athlete. It's no different than like, you know, um, they have debate club for kids that want to grow up and be lawyers. Like, but it, it's just like in America, we act like professional sports is like almost something like, like you, you should be ashamed to like reach for like, like, oh, like, like the, you don't want to like put your eggs in that basket or you need to work on your backup plan. So we take these kids who are <laughs> physical freaks different than all their peers and we treat them like all their peers and like no you focus on math and you and you know you pretend like you want to get a college degree when in reality in some case hey, if you want to get a college degree more power to you but me and you both know that half of the kids on the football team and, and other sports teams if they could be playing sports without doing the schoolwork, they would i know i would have and, and, oh yeah <laughs> yeah, man, and, and but I'm just saying, like in America, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I'm making a short story long, but uh, in America, we like make the athletes like the whole student athlete label. We make them pretend to play school, 
when in reality they're there for a specific reason like and i can hear your voice saying this now like you think they want my black ass here if i can't fucking run a 4-4 you know what i'm saying like like we both know i'm here for a very specific reason and yet we like dancing around the issue acting like i'm here to take a fucking algebra class and in, and in europe or in other other countries they're just like yo you're good at soccer so you're here to play soccer and get better at soccer and grow up to be a world-class soccer player i really don't give a shit how 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 well you can find x you know and i just i want you to like i said i don't know if you witnessed that in your time in europe or if you think that would be a good idea or like if something a system more along like those lines would have been beneficial to a man of such as yourself well uh yeah man that that sounds pretty you know that sounds pretty decent man but like uh like you know for example my my brother-in-law you know my youngest brother-in-law he's uh he's real good at golf and he's real good at uh at soccer you know and uh but uh he's also he was also real good in school you know what i mean so like over there basically you know to my understanding and i could be wrong but uh with some of this but over there you don't you don't have to go to school until you're 18. you know you can you can leave school when you're 16 if you if you test out oh okay yeah so like uh a lot of people do that, you know, and, and some people like, you know, the athletes, if they're smart, you know, they'll do that. They'll test out, you know what I mean? And uh, they'll go and, and, and get a job and then and still play their sport. You know, like uh, like I was saying, my brother-in-law, he's uh, I think he's I want to say he's 19 now and uh, he's an accountant. You know what I mean? Like a full time accountant. But he plays uh, golf for a club and he plays soccer for a club still. That's and uh yeah he i mean he's, you know he's he's still pretty good you know what i mean and uh he's only 19 so you know he can he's got time to improve still so yeah yeah, you know, yeah. And I, I feel like he, you know he has a, he has a chance MMA, a lot of mma fighters like still work jobs and shit when they're coming up but like i'm talking about like the best of the best like like lionel messi when he was like 10 years old they took him from his like little village in argentina and shipped his ass <laughs> to spain and was like, you playing yeah. soccer now, and you about to get good at soccer. And then, like, even like Luka Doncic, bro, Luka Doncic was playing pro basketball and FIBA and like in the European League when he was like 15, 16 years old. So, remember, Ricky Rubio was playing pro basketball at like 14 or some shit. He was like a phenom. There was the Freddie Adu kid, the soccer player back in the day. Oh, uh, yeah. Like 15. He was like 15 playing pro soccer. I mean, there's a lot of examples of it, bro. Even like in, I've been getting more into skateboarding lately. I'm sure you've seen that, but like, uh, in, in in like the best skateboarder in the world, Nigel Houston, you've probably heard of him. Uh, his yeah. dad like used to like keep him out of school and make him skateboard all day. And I know that's kind of fucked up. And like, but like I'm saying, did he turn into the best skateboarder in the world? I just feel like a lot of these young athletes, man. Like, I just feel like. If, if we just let them focus on what the fuck they want to be focusing on and, and like let them kind of pour their heart and soul into their craft like we let that i'm just saying we let other kids do that like we let like if kid wants to like practice guitar all day we let him do that or like you know just different different hobbies but there's just something about sports that it's almost like a part-time thing like oh i mean you heard it a million times i'm sure in different schools and whatever just, oh you're a student first daryl you are a student athlete. You are a student, then an athlete. And like they try to like 
tell you that and i'm saying for a lot of kids i'm sure that's a good thing but i think for those special special athletes and i'm putting you in that category darling i've never met a person like you like that for real like for those that don't know i'm just gonna kind of hide you up real quick for those that don't know it's hard to tell on the camera this man is like when we were playing he was like 6 3 220 literally would show up to the first day of spring ball run a 4-4 straight off the couch and i'm talking about a 4-4 flat not a 4-4-9 i mean the man can like dunk a basketball from the free throw line i mean just this guy's a, a freak and, and what i'm saying is just just guys like you like i don't feel like bro like i don't feel like your football career should have been treated the same as my football career like i'll i'll, I'll like say that like like you should have been in some camp with, with fucking Patrick Peterson and like niggas like that, you know what I'm saying? Like them elite level guys. I just feel like, like, I don't know, man. I just feel like, and and, and that's by no means as a shot to your mental, because I know you're a smart guy. But I'm just saying, like, the American system of making you like pretend like you're there to like learn algebra whenever you know you're there, you're there to take advantage of the gifts that you are given. And, and I just feel like a different system could be a little more conducive to that. But um, yeah, but, but, man, I, I, and I and I if I, if I can just say a little something about that, man. I mean, yeah. it's uh, you know, it's, it's it's I guess kind of another look on it, man. Like uh, you know, the way I see it, man. Like uh, I, I was good enough, maybe you know, and and people feel the way that you know I feel about myself. You know, I might might have been good enough to go and play at the highest level. You know. But I didn't make it for whatever reason, you know what I mean? So, like, maybe what this school and this college stuff is for is to weed out everybody that don't belong, number one, and number two, to give everybody a, uh, you know, a, a plan B, you know what I mean, or a plan B and C. You know, I got a, uh, uh, you know, when I was at OBU, I got a, a, a certification of personal train, you know what I mean? So, like, I didn't graduate, but I got that, and I learned a lot. You know, I met a lot of cool oh, people, yeah. you know Oh, it's, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just one of them deals, you know? Yeah, no, no. I, I, a hundred percent, I'm not saying like, like in a regret way, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of like, I don't know. I, I like to think real big picture of like societal level changes. You know, like, I've always been that way. Like LeBron. Yeah. Like, like it, when you see LeBron, when he was 12, you know, you like, nah, he don't, you know, he needs to, we need to work on basketball. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Shaq. Shaq, you know what I mean, people. I get you. I get. I know. I see what you mean. Yeah, bro. Like, like, and and, and I'm saying, I'm not even saying this is based only on you, bro. I know. I know. Like, well, there's only one Daryl Fields, but I know a lot of guys. Like, I know a lot of freak ass athletes. Guys running four fours and and you know forty inch vertical. And but you know what? They was never gonna be the best one in their chemistry class. But what I'm saying is that's okay. You you're like different people have different skill sets. And I just think if there was like a place or a system, I mean, like they kind of have it with AAU. Like, like there's not really an AAU for football. You know what I'm saying? Like, like them AAU cats, it don't matter if they're found algebra. They can go hoop at an AAU tournament and, 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 and you know, have the eyes on them. Football is, I feel like, a weird sport that's like super tight at the hip with academics. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no other options. Like if you're a boxer, like if you're a, if you're a really good boxer, 
like in your failing Spanish class, you can still go box whoever the fuck you want to go box. Like I just, <laughs> the, the, there's just like this weird tight at the hip nature with academics and football. And a lot of people spin that as a good thing. And it, oh, it keeps these kids focused and out of trouble. But I kind of look at it for like a different, like a do a different lens of, 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 it's true. And it helps a lot of guys out. And there's a lot of guys that work hard to pass their classes specifically so they can be eligible. But I'm just saying, like, it does create, I feel like, gaps for those kids to fall through. Like, like, like some of the best athletes, especially at my high school, bro. Like, at my high school, some of the best athletes walking around the hallways didn't play for no sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but they would be, you know, dropping 40 on intramurals. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, <laughs> but just because, you know, and I just wish there was a different, like, avenue for those kids. Like I said, maybe like an AAU type thing, but for – football or anything but but yeah man we, we spent some time talking about the system and, and, and it sounds to me like you kind of look through look at it more through just your own eyes which is awesome and then I want to hear about that and so like if you could kind of give some advice to young Daryl operating under the system that we are operating under you know how how would you how would you go about what would you say to you know either a younger version of yourself or a, the next young stud from Medill, Oklahoma, that's facing some of the same challenges you faced. So, like, I think first off, man, if I could go back and talk to my younger self, man, I'd probably, probably sock me in my mouth, you know what I mean? And be like, hey, <laughs> listen, like, you ain't the toughest dude on the planet, dog. Like, like you ain't, you know, first off. And, man, I just, you know, it's like I tell all the young kids now, man, I just, you know, tell them stay focused. You know, there's all kind of different distractions, man, all kind of different distractions. It comes in all different shapes and forms, you know. Uh, a big, you know, and I won't call it a distraction because it ended up being a blessing to me, man. I, uh, You know, me and my wife, you know, we met at school, you know. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, shout we out ended Nicole, up man. I, said, was out I just said shout out Nicole, man. Miss oh, man. yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she's a real one. She's the best, man. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she's a real one. But you know, we, you know, we, uh, we had that happen, man, and it ended up being, you know, real big for both of us, you know. So yeah, just you know, if, if your eyes is on the prize, you know, keep it, keep your eyes on the prize. You know what I mean? Like, you know, have your fun and stuff like that. But you know, shit, go to study hall. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, go study and and and, and make it to where you can play. You know what I mean? Like there's you know there's different semi-pro leagues and shit like that you know what i mean but there ain't really a a, a bigger platform for the nfl than college you know so like you got you know you just kind of got to stay with it you know and shit if you want to just go to college and you looking for the college experience then don't play college football <laughs> you know what i mean just go just go you no, know that, don't that's true bro I, I love how you said that that's something that honestly resonates with me a lot because like you know, I try not to do too much, you know, hindsight and woulda, coulda. But, like, when I think about things I could have done differently, one of the main questions I always ask myself, always, 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 was, like, if I could go back and do it all over again, would I have even played football in college? And I wrestle with that question so fucking much because, I mean, on one hand, literally some of the best times of my life, I literally got to, like, accomplish a childhood dream. I made a bunch of friends, such as yourself. You're probably the main friend I took out of that. And um, 
and you know, like I said, it, it, it shaped a lot of my character and taught me a lot of lessons. And, you know, it taught me about physical fitness. And I mean, I, the, the list of benefits is a mile long, but I always kind of do have in the back of my head, like, damn, like, if I wasn't playing football, would I have a degree right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, just questions like that. And I'm not trying to, but it, it's just, it, it, it's interesting to, to kick around. I always really, really struggled with that balance. I could never quite get that balance down between school and athletics and life. I could never yeah, quite yeah, find I, that balance. But look, because we, like you, we all, like, you know, people that we know and uh, are, you know, some of the people that we know with the school with, man, we pretty much had to, in a way, make it, like, you know, my, my dad did everything he could for us, man. Like, you know what I mean? And uh, he made a good life for us, man. I'd never take that away from him. But at the same time, he raised us, trying to mold us to be able to make it on our own, you know. So before I came to OBU, I was making it on my own. You know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you you grew up with your moms. And, and, you know, I know she's a hard-ass worker, you know what I mean? But you had yeah, to grow up. We didn't have we didn't have a lot of shit given to us, you know what I mean? So like mm -hmm. <clears throat> we uh you know, we couldn't we couldn't really afford to pay to go to a whole bunch of different camps and shit, you know. So we kinda had to just do it on our own and we did it. You know, shit, yeah. we, we played college yeah. football, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, shit. yeah, man. For <laughs> real, man, for real. Like, like it didn't go down perfectly, but we weren't operating with the perfect hand of cards to deal with. So I do feel like we did a good job making chicken salad out of chicken shit. I feel that. I feel you on that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, I feel you. I would I would tell I would tell I would tell a younger version of myself to like not worry about like what you thought other people wanted you to be doing. Like I don't know. In my in my younger self, like like I would always second guess like my original kind of like game plan and like like damn is this like what like other people would want but now as you see the older i've gotten i just fully you know have embraced kind of just like confidence in my ability and like and another thing is like you know i if i make a decision i'm the one that got to live with the consequences so if you need like really you shouldn't let nobody and i'm not saying be hard-headed and don't take advice from nobody but live for yourself like i feel like young dom I didn't live for myself, and I feel like maybe I could have a little more. But um, so, and this is another part of it. So, so on one hand, the reason why a lot of athletes don't make it is great, and we've already kind of you know gotten into that, gone down that uh, rabbit hole. But another reason I feel like um, football players, some don't make it, is like there's like this certain way football players are expected to act do, do you know what i mean by that do you do you you know exactly what i mean by that right like that that kind of captain america square jawed kind of yeah, <laughs> chest out just that like 1960s buzz cut football player like that kind of <laughs> image like yeah yeah like that you know that roger staubach kind of image just never really and maybe it's because of the part of the country we play football in. Like maybe if we yeah. grew up playing football in New Orleans or Houston or, you know, Florida, maybe we feel differently. But I feel like for young football players growing up in Oklahoma or, you know, rural, rural kind of, you know, conservative parts of the country, 
there's just that expectation to just, yeah, kind of have that Captain America, Roger Staubach image. I, you remember kind of coming into conflict with that? I definitely did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I'm going to remind you again, I come from Adele, Oklahoma, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like you got to, you, you know, you got to be like this, like God fearing, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, you know, stuff like that, you know, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, I guess, you know, the, that that's probably what, what pushed me to my beliefs, you know, like, I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't have the same beliefs as a lot of people do, you know, when it comes to that stuff, man, but it's because, you know, growing up, man, like, I was pretty much told I had to be that way, you know what I mean, like, yeah. instead of, it's, yeah. you know, they, it tells you, it tells you in the Bible that God created you in his image, you know what I mean, so he created me, why can't I be me, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, that's a good way that don't to make look no at sense, it. you know, and that's that's why, you know, I, I ain't going to tell anybody that whatever they believe is wrong or whatever they don't believe is wrong. But I have my beliefs and I don't I wish that people, w you know, would not tell me that, too, you know, because it's, you know, it goes it's both ways. It's a two way ways, street. hundred percent, bro. I'm glad you brought in the religion to it, too, because that's another thing. If you never played football in the Midwest or the South, you'll never get a lot of my audience in California. Like you'll never understand how like tied at the hip God and football are like, it's literally people live their life, but like God football family, you'll see it on like people's doorsteps and hanging and oh, stickers yeah. on their truck and all that shit. It's like really <laughs> a way of life. And, 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 and you think, what does one, if you really think about it, what the fuck does one have to do with the other? What does God and religion have to do with a sport invented a hundred years ago called football? Like them shits ain't got nothing to do with each other. And I feel like that probably stops a lot of kids from wanting to even play football. Like, out here in Cali, bro, there ain't a lot of kids. Like, and I know it has to do with where I'm at, but, like, all the kids here, they all skateboard and shit because, you know, ain't nobody telling them how they have to act and think and dress and, and how their politics should be. You can do whatever the fuck you want when you're a skateboarder. And, like, I feel like that's more appealing to the younger generation. Like, I feel like football is going to end up kind of – kicking themselves in the ass you know like the next patrick mahomes may, may never even pick up a football because they don't want to be around a bunch of uptight assholes like i don't know I don't yeah know. and i hey i i fully believe that you know what i mean because i know man i can honestly tell you that i got people that i'm i'm cool with that told me that uh they didn't approach me when we was in school because of you know i was a football player you know what i mean like oh you was you hung out with the football players and this and that and i'm like I was, you know, I was the same, you know, I was the same dude, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. but just got with that, you know, the football player, little, I guess like the stigma or whatever, like they didn't want to be around that. And I get it, man, looking, you know, looking, you know, we didn't have a lot of bullying and, and uh, stuff like that at my school, but I mean, shit, sometimes it happened, man. And, and, you know, you don't like seeing that shit and I get it. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to yeah. be around people like that, but at the same time, you know, I don't judge people, you know what I mean? Like, shit, everybody's, everybody, you know, it's, you know, you, you fucking kids, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, especially that. Like, you, know, you, got, you got these kids walking around saying they depressed and shit like that. Like, you a kid, bro. You ain't, you ain't seen life yet. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, you can't really, you know? Yeah, 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 man. No, I, that makes perfect sense to me, bro. And like, man, and we're kind of on the same topic of like, how football players were expected to act and dress and, 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 and pray and all this shit. 
and I, I know this is something me and you can speak on specifically, bro. Like the relationship between cannabis and football was always at odds, like always. Like how many, I mean, I mean, did you ever get kicked out of a school for smoking? Was that ever a reason why you left the school? No, nah, man. Uh, they, the man, I, I got, I got caught up one time with uh, <laughs> another friend. I know you remember that. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that and... was... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, hey, look. They tried, man, but uh, you know, I, I told them that you know, basically, we just had it on us, and we wouldn't, you know, they had no proof we were smoking it, man. So. You know, they tried to drug test me for, uh, you know, a few times, and I passed them all, so they couldn't, you know, they couldn't kick me out. You know what I mean? So I, I played football for them. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I, I was I was paying them money to, you know, to, to go to their school. You know what I mean? And they was trying to get me kicked out because I, I, you know, smoked a little bit of weed. You know, you yeah. know, I got to, you know, like, you know, you know how our days are. You wake up. You go to uh, workouts in the morning, then you go to class, then you you know you might have a little bit of time to eat lunch, then you go back to class, and then uh, you got to go to meetings, then you got to go to to uh, to practice. You know what I mean? Then you got to you know you might have a little bit of free time, then you got to go to uh, study hall. You know, shit. I'm I'm I gotta burn something. You know, at some point during that day. You know what I mean? <laughs> you shit. You like, 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 come on. You know what I mean? Like, that's a that's a long day. <laughs> you know, like. Oh, bro, and, and like I swear, like motherfuckers that could do all that shit without smoking. It's like, man, what are you doing to get your releases? You doing some weird shit. You probably back there skinning cats with some weird shit. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh. But man, when, when something happened that's crazy. I never thought I would see the day. I never thought I would see the day and it finally happened. Uh, Lincoln Riley, the University of Oklahoma, the Sooners head football coach, he actually came out like in his player's defense saying that it was stupid that they were still drug testing for it and players should be allowed to smoke. I thought that was the coolest shit because I never thought in a million years you would hear that in college. I know it would happen in the NBA and, and, and in baseball, I think, stop testing. But I never thought in a million years I would hear the head coach of the University of Oklahoma, like, take a player's side for smoking. I, I thought that was dope as fuck. Hey, yeah, I mean, it's a different time, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a different time. Like, it's, you know, people are starting to notice that this shit don't hurt. It helps. You know what I mean? Like, you know, for my job, I, I can't, you know, I can't, you know, for my job, you know what I mean? But, like shit like if i could it would fucking help you know what yeah. i mean because you know there's some you know there's you know some days that you fucking want to out there you know what i mean like i'm sure that's everybody go through that you know but like with college football players especially man all the shit you gotta do in one day you know what i mean like shit like they should have a period where you can fucking go and smoke you a joint you know what i mean like shit like the middle of the day and, you know, go burn you a L and then restart, you know, and then start up again. You know, like, shit, like, it's 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 crazy that that's even, that that's, with everything going on in this world, like, girls getting raped on campus, you know, uh, people getting shot up on campus and shit like that. Y'all tripping about motherfuckers smoking weed? Yeah. <laughs> like, come yeah. on, now. 
Yeah, man, especially back in our day, man. Like we had to really like operate in the shadows, man. Like we had we had the fucking feds watching, man. Like not the feds, but the fucking team was like surveilling my house, man. Uh, over over some weed, man. That's just crazy. I just. I just, that's another thing too, man. I think that's how Lincoln getting all them recruits now, all them five stars. He's like, yeah, come on down and we're going to let you burn. But (laughs) that's what I'd be doing, bro. But um, man, also, I also wanted to talk, you have a unique perspective that not necessarily a lot of people can um, relate to. And I want to hear your perspective on it, man. Like, because you were an elite athlete, like, like, I mean, like I said, I've, I've gone on and on top flight level athlete, and you you are coming out of a small town like Medill. Um, just do you think that like that like hurt like recruiting and just like kind of like or like maybe even held you back a little bit? Like if you if you were the same exact Daryl Fields playing for like one of them big six A Texas high schools. Like do you like do you think that would have like maybe opened up different doors or I just wanted to hear your position per, perspective on like said coming from like a real small town like that. Well, man, uh, yeah, I mean, it it just kind of depends because uh, my my coach, man, you know, uh, shout out to Kerry Roberts, you know what I mean? Because he's the mother, he made it possible. <laughs> he's the one that made it possible. Don't mean to call you a, a MF or coach, but <laughs> you know how I am. I love you, man. But uh. He's the one that sent my, my my tapes out. You know what I mean? Like, he basically told me. You know what I mean? He's the one that talked me into coming because I was going to quit after my sophomore year and just play basketball and run track. Okay. You know what I mean? But, like, uh, he talked me into playing, and he told me, man, if you know, come play, and we'll see how things go, and I'm a, I'll get you into college, man. He did. You know, and uh, it just kind of goes with that, you know, because you could be at a big school, and the coach could not give a fuck, you know, like. He could have a kid on the team, a nephew on the team that he's focused on and not give a fuck about what you got going on, you know? And if your parents don't care, they ain't gonna be doing nothing either, you know? So it's it's about it's about the leadership, you know what I mean? Like wherever you at. Cause I could've I could have went to a six A school and been a third stringer and never that never touched the field. I mean, me being me, I'm a fuck I don't I don't care, you know, I'm gonna bust my ass and try to start, but like you never know how things go, you know, but like to me yeah, it's the, it's the leadership. It's the coach. It's the it's the person that's job it is to get you out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, it's and, and especially these kids nowadays, they got so many ways to get their film and highlight out on the internet nowadays that I'm sure uh, it's yeah. probably better than it's probably better than ever to come from a small town for sure. I just definitely want to get your perspective on that. Um, now you brought it up a little bit. You you at one point in your life you had a fork in the road moment where you almost quit football. And we're gonna focus more on basketball. And I've seen you hoop, man. You can hoop. You can really hoop. Do, do you ever let your mind kind of wander down the what if, what if rabbit hole? Like what, what, what does like Hooper, Hooper Daryl's life look like? Like do you ever kind of wonder about that? Man, uh, so I mean, yeah. Sometimes I guess you know your mind kind of thinks about different shit when you ain't got nothing going on. But like, <laughs> like uh. Man, I was a I was a football player that just loved basketball. You know what I mean? So like, I really personally, I don't think I could have really made it past. You know, maybe <laughs> you know D two. You know, I would have been a role player or something D two because I okay. just I never even you know 
you know, you know how fucking I'm I'm confident, you know what I mean? Not overconfident though, you know what I mean? Like like I don't think I don't think that I would have really made it too far in that. I you know, I played I played overseas. I played in Scotland for a little bit, man, and you know, I was you know, I was pretty decent, man, but that was it. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I don't know, but, like, but you do you think that's because you were focused like do you think if you like practice as much as at football as you practice basketball? I mean, if you practice basketball as much as you practice football, you I, you don't think that like you could have been been cold. I mean, shit, maybe you know, but it's maybe. it's one of them things, man. Cause like, I'm I played basketball year round, you know what I mean. So like, if I I mean, I kind of did focus on it a lot, but I didn't fully focus on it, you know what I mean. I never went to no basketball camp and stuff like that, you know. What I mean, I played in the summer, I played, uh, you know you know, summer basketball and stuff like that, but I, I never really went to camp and shit. So, you know, who knows? I probably could have been all right because shit, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I fucking, I can't, I could never dribble. You know what I mean? So, like, if I could have figured that shit out, I would have been in there. <laughs> That's hilarious, bro. I'm kind of on that same tip, um, because I always like asking guys who played football how they would feel. Um, like, do you want your kids to play football? Like, would you, would you be worried about your kids playing football? Is that something you're looking forward to one day? I know every football player has a different opinion on this question. I always like to ask. So, uh, man, uh, my oldest one, Benji, he's he started playing football already, flag football, you know, and he's pretty decent at it, man. But uh, my thing is, man, I, I want him to just play whatever he wants to play, man, because even if he don't want to play shit, just whatever he's doing to focus on that shit and really work at it, man, because – uh. Shit, football is my thing, you know what I mean? But shit, it it might not be neither of my kids, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they need but Benji, he sees like uh you know, since we got back, you know, to my home, he always hears people talking about it and like, you know, he sees shit and sees my name and shit and that makes him that gets him excited, you know what I mean? So like, hell yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm ready to see what he's gonna do. He's probably gonna be better than me, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> shit, I'm ready to see. You know, I'm a, no, that's yeah, how I'm training him. I, I I know things that uh, I didn't know when I was six, you know what I mean? So I'm going to teach him those things, and he's shit. I'm going to see how it goes. Him and, you know, and Evan, shit, we might have us a little squad going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit, I don't know. Hell, yeah. I've, I always knew them kids was going to be athletic. Yeah, no, that's for sure. That's cool, man. And I definitely I, – I feel the same way. Like, if my kid wants to play football, I'm not going to, like, tell him not to. Um, they have the same exact token, exactly. You got to let them do whatever you – whatever you want to do, uh, whatever they want to do. I just, it's always interesting because some guys, you know, some guys, you know, would say they didn't want their kids to play football. Cause especially like, I remember bro, when we were playing ball together, you got a couple concussions. So nobody I feel like is more qualified to speak on that than you, you know? Cause I, I I'm tired of, of a bunch of motherfuckers that's never had a concussion talking to me about concussions. <laughs> So like you know you're speaking from experience, um, and I go that kind of leads into my next question is you know how how is your body and mind feeling at this stage of your life you know having been out of out playing football now you how you feeling? Man, uh, shit, honestly, I, I've been pretty active since then. You know what I mean? So I, I mean, I'm still feeling pretty good. You know, I can. Uh, my my thing is once I get to where I can't dunk the basketball no more, that's when I'm fucking up. You know what I mean? Like that's okay. when I need to get it back. You know, so like 
I stay in shape. You know, I work out a couple times a week. And, uh, you know, compared to how it was back then, man, like, it ain't nothing like that. You know, I, a good workout for me is maybe an hour and 15 minutes. You know what I mean? So, like, it, I, can't, I can't even imagine going in there and busting ass for two hours. You know what I mean? Then going out to practice. Like, I might die. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I ain't that type of I, – I, I can't do that shit no more. But, I mean, I got two kids, man, so I – I like to be able to run around with them and shit like that. So I I stay pretty active, man. I feel pretty good, man. I'm 29 well, that's now. Good to hear. Going <laughs> that's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. Did you ever, ever have any major injuries when you were playing? What was the worst injuries you had? Uh, man, at SMU, man, like I had like a freak-ass, weird-ass injury, man. I like. I got tackled, man, and, like, my legs crossed a weird way, and I, like, pulled a muscle in my gooch, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, no, no bullshit, bro, no bullshit. My whole – a lot of people on my mom's side of my family, they came to the game. It was at the Superdome, bro. We was playing Tulane. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I tried to kick off and was running, man. I got tackled, and that happened, man. I, like – yeah, it, it was fucked up, man. Couldn't couldn't get it in for like three, four weeks, man. Like had to <laughs> had to go in the ice bath and heat bath every morning and shit. Like it was rough, but that was pretty serious, man. And uh, what was that? Oh, just saying, like so you so you yeah, you never had no ACLs, no no bad ankles, no bad shoulders, oh. nothing like that. Oh yeah, I. Man, I had the same thing happen to my ankle, man. Uh, when I was in high school and when I was at OBU, man. Uh, Somebody just fell on it. You know what I mean? Uh, at OBU, you remember uh, big Tyler Whitfield. Shout out, Tyler Whitfield. You got a beautiful family, dog, and keep on yeah. doing what you're doing if you see if you're watching this. But, yeah, he, uh, you know, he, uh, he fell on my ankle, man. That was probably about as serious as it got. I had to get surgery, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, no shit. ACLs, though. Yeah, <laughs> I always no, said no. if I tore my ACL, I quit, <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm super glad I made it out with none of those either. That was me tapping on wood right there. But uh, but yeah, man, I'll be real, man. I, at this stage, man, my my shoulders because I uh I separated both shoulders multiple times playing linebacker, and I'm starting to feel oh, it. Man. The, the the older I get, man, the older I get, I do start to feel that shit, man. And all them times I broke my fingers and hands I, on them cold days, I start to feel that shit. I'm like, damn, I'm getting older for real. Um, man, oh, what list off for me? All the schools you you went to, cause you you went to more than just SMU and OBU, right? Uh, yeah, I went to uh, uh, after SMU for a summer, I went to uh to NEO in Miami, Oklahoma. Okay. And then I took some classes at Southeastern. I was gonna try to play basketball there, but it, I mean that just didn't work out. But yeah. I'm, that's that's when I around the time I ended up going to OBU. So how did you even um like get recruited to OBU? Like what? How did you like hear about it? <laughs> Who reached out to you? Man, this is it's crazy, man. I was actually at work one day and uh uh I was working at this hotel over there and uh somebody somebody gave me a call. And was like, hey, man, like, what are you up to these days? Like, you know, I just told him, you know, just working and thinking about trying to play basketball at Southeastern. And uh, he's like, well, you know, Oklahoma Baptist, they're starting up football, you know, for the first time in like, you know, however long. And I was like, shit, that sounds pretty cool. You know, they, you know, they, they, they need players. They're taking everybody, you know, basically. So I was like, shit, I'll do it, man. <laughs> I, Coach Brown. 
Coach Raymond Brown, oh, man. Coach Brown. Hey, man, shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a good, hey, he's a good coach, man. Not just that, he's a good dude, man, and and that can take you far. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate everything he did for me, man. Like for real, like he came down there and got me, and and Coach Milo too. My, you know, man, my bad, Coach Milo too. You know. They, they they was in it together. It was a team effort, man. B- between the two of them, they got me up there. And, uh, it, it you know, it worked out for the time that it did, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, man. And, yeah, shout out to Coach Milo, Coach Jason Milo in Oklahoma. Uh, one of the best coaches I ever had in my life. I'm just, hey, I'm just saying, <laughs> watching live right now. I genuinely mean it. And, like, for real, like, that's, like, when I, when I was talking about earlier in the episode about I go back and I wonder if I would do things differently if I had a chance to do it all over again. And one of the main reasons I probably wouldn't do anything differently is that man right there, Coach Milo, learned a lot from him. And I, uh, yeah, like, like, that's the kind of guy you, you want your kid to play for, man. I remember, like, if I had a son that Coach Milo was recruiting, I know he'd be in good hands. So, yeah, anybody, you know, anybody thinking about going to play for Coach Milo, that's a good man to play for. Um, yeah, shoot, man. Yeah, Still man. Still staying to this day, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he, he supported the podcast. He bought a couple of shirts, man. I, I love that guy. Um, I, you know, shout out to Coach Milo for real. And then, um, yeah, man. And then also, so I, probably one of the last questions before we go and wrap this up soon. But um, I just wanted to talk, you to talk about some people watching this may not know you. I, I think it may be fair to say that you may be the first black man from Medill, Oklahoma, to go live in Scotland. <laughs> that may be a first. That may be a first. I feel pretty confident in saying that's a first. Uh, yeah, I just kind of want you to talk a little bit about your time spent overseas, maybe what it was like being a black man in Scotland, what it was like being a kid from a small town in Oklahoma in Scotland, because you are indeed both of those things. Well, man, uh, it was it was different, man. It was uh, way different than, obviously, the small town I'm from, you know what I mean? Anywhere else I've been over here, you know, but it was cool, you know. I played I played rugby and I, I got to play basketball, too, so I met a lot of a lot of good people, you know. And uh, if, if, if any of y'all are watching, you know, uh, shout out to Forrester Rugby Club. Shout out to Edinburgh Lions basketball team. I hope y'all still doing it. <laughs> well, um. They, you know, it, over there, man, it's a lot different because they don't really look at me as as a black dude, man. They look at me as an American. You know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, like, okay. yeah, they ain't gonna call you a fucking, you know, they ain't gonna call you a black dude. He's an American. You know what I mean? Like, that's and that's I look cool, American. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wish, it's almost like I wish our own country looked at it that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, man, and it's—I mean, shoot, I—I I, I enjoyed my time over there, man. I really did. You know, I met—I met a lot of good people, man. A lot of people helped me out while I was over there, and uh, it's—that's one place that I would recommend everybody just at least visit. You know what I mean? Like, you might fall in love and end up staying your ass over there, man. This shit is cool, man. Like, there's a lot of good people over there. That's so cool how you describe that. For real, it's almost like they have the concept of an American down better than Americans do. You know what I'm saying? Because we so we so divided and fighting amongst each other over here. But if we go somewhere over like Scotland, we're all they looked at us all the same. Uh that that's yeah. really interesting. That's honestly beautiful in a certain type of way, man. That's cool. It you know, is man. Uh, I love yeah. it. I love it. I love that about it, man. It's no, uh it's, it's one of those it's one of those things that uh you know like like while you're over there 
Yeah, you know, like, cause I, I, I dress like I do here over there. You know what I mean? So like, I, I look a little bit different from everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's okay. You know, like, ain't nobody saying nothing about that. You know, ain't nobody focused on that. Yeah. No, man, that's that that really is cool, man. And that's it's like I said, it's almost like they have that figured out better than we do, man. Uh, and man, that's what's cool, man. I, that's why I definitely, man, from, from the day I started up this podcast, I knew one of these days I wanted to get you on here because you're, man, I feel like you've lived like three lifetimes already, bro. You've, you've been all over the place, done all types of things, man, um, had a lot of experiences. And, and like I said, I definitely wanted to do this. Uh, I wanted my listeners and my viewers to, you know, be able to hear your story, hear some of the things you've learned from, from just your different experiences. And, and like I said, I just wanted wanted to show the world my good friend, Dale Fields. I knew you have some good stories to tell, man. I, I said, I, I think that's all the man. questions I have for you. And um, I just appreciate you so much for your time and being a part of episode 34 of Dreadful Talk Podcast, my guy. I appreciate it, man. Uh, shoot, uh, shout out to uh, Finner Family Fitness. I seen you on there, bro. Um, yeah. Shout out to everybody watching, man. I I, I really appreciate y'all watching and, and showing my man D-Max some support. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thanks for everybody watching live, for real. If I didn't get a chance to shout out everybody, my eyes suck and I have to like, get close to it. So I can, it's hard for me to see all the messages coming in. But thanks so much to all the live viewers, all the messages. On this, I said, I'll take this video and I'll put it on YouTube. So everybody, please go subscribe to Dreadful Talk Podcast on YouTube. And then you'll be able to find the audio from this anywhere you like to um, find your audio podcast. So go feel free to show love no matter how you like to get your podcast. We got a way for you to get it. Yeah, um, feel free, like I said, please go subscribe on YouTube, Dreadful Talk Podcast. And, yeah, this was episode 34. Thanks so much, Daryl. You're the man. Miss you, bro. All right, miss you too, dog. One of these days, bro, one of these days. We're going to link up, man, one of these days, bro. I really appreciate your time, man. You have a good night. So shout out. Uh, say hi to Nicole for me, man. All right, bro.